And I think in a group setting, there's not one best way to be in community. I think exactly what you talked about was is meeting those people that light something up. And I don't think it's necessarily even about who they are or what they're doing. Sure, that's the surface stuff and that can attract us. But I think what happens when it's really authentic is something truly like goes off inside of you. Like truth just starts ringing, right? And then there's a real power and people who are kind of in that and aligning to that or, you know, and, and everybody looks different. Because the capacity then to really like witness each other starts to really expand and hold a space for like nature, our true nature, who we are to really like start to be able to be expressed. And I think we can do a measure of that by ourselves, but there's something really impactful when it happens in community. And for all those reasons, it does start to sort of ignite something and we call it like the fire, you know, it doesn't take anything for you to light somebody else's, right? It doesn't make your fire burn any less bright to do that. And, um, and in fact, everything becomes more illuminated, <laughs> the more fires that we can light in each other. And it's not something you really have to do. It's just you showing up and being. And to the point of showing up for us too, showing up looks a lot of different ways for a lot of different people, given the day, given the circumstances. My kids are going apeshit back there. I'm probably going to be on mute here in a little bit. And that's okay too. You know, sometimes something inside of us wants to come out and be expressed, and that's really valuable. Sometimes it's just sitting back there on mute, taking it all in and witnessing. That's really valuable, too. Help Me See is a podcast based in intention, purpose, and heart. Vulnerable, real conversations challenging the norms and empowering you to harness your intentional vision for your purposeful life. Around here, we're not about the small talk. We're unpacking all of the unnecessary crap that we've carried with us for far too long. Some of these episodes are solo style. I like to call them my little audio journal with my innermost thoughts that leave me thinking, am I the only one that feels like this? And then some super inspiring guests having conversations that I truly feel like are needed in today's world. Listen into a new episode every Wednesday and leave inspired by your everyday with the deep peace of knowing that you're not alone and have the innate power to make this life count. Have you ever just felt like you're missing it and you're not even sure what it is? And then all of a sudden you look back at like baby pictures of your kid and you don't even understand where the time went in the most cliche way. That's why I created Nostalgia Now. Imagine if you were able to just activate your nostalgia vision in any given moment and just know that you're really seeing it, that you're really experiencing your good old days now. That's what we do in Nostalgia Now. Nostalgia Now is a monthly membership that is filled with doable, sustainable practices that we'll actually carry with us in our lives. We meet once a month where we connect and make things on purpose, where we actually do something with the photos that just sit on our phone of our precious memories. Join us at the intersection of photographic practice, connecting to your truth and creative expression so that you can live more of your life on purpose. 
And because I'm just opening this beautiful community, I have a special offer. If you join with a buddy or a bestie, you get half off. You each get half off your monthly membership fee for the duration for as long as you stay in your membership. So if you buddy up, you both get half off. Have the peace of mind of knowing you'll never have to say, I wish I knew how important that was at the time. Click the link in the show notes or link in bio on Instagram. Find out everything you need to know. Hello, hello. We have today on the show, Mother Wild. And because I do not want to leave out a thing, I'm going to read a little blurb about them, which I don't normally do, but there's just so much goodness in this. I have to. Um, so created for mothers by mothers, Mother Wild is a book of mother's dreams, has more than one purpose. While the book was designed as a simple bedtime story for children, the true intention is to reawaken the wild, adventurous spirit in mothers and not just through the words on each page. So this bunch of women came together and created this amazing book. Um, and since then, um, they've just grown and created a wonderful community that you'll hear all about. All of the profits from the book goes towards supporting mothers by running retreats. The purpose of these retreats is to help mothers realize or remember their passions, create space to rest and reset, and for mothers to connect with a nurturing, inspiring community. The collective plans to use the funds to offer these retreats either in person or virtually, depending on profits made to as many mothers as they can. It's amazing. There's six authors, nine illustrators, and a whole ocean of mother's dreams that we want to support, said Carmela. Um, so on the show today, we have Carmela, Anjali, Karin, and Tasha. And then also there's another Karin and Anna um, in the collective, and they've been growing. And you'll, I don't have to explain it here. You'll hear it. Their bond is palpable. Their energy is contagious and inspiring, and their work is so powerful and infectious. Like it's truly what we need more of in this world. And I'm so honored that, to have them sharing their story um, and their love with us on the show today. If you want to learn more about them, I'm going to put all of their links in the show notes and, um, don't miss out on Mother the Mother Monthly. Uh, they are offering a free month uh, in the month of May for anyone that wants to participate in this monthly collection of epic and inspiring workshops, fun and funky writing sessions, much needed movement, and safe and spicy discussions designed to mother you. Uh, so without any further ado, here is Mother Wild talking about how our dreams can truly awaken us. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Help Me See. But this is not just another episode. This is a very important episode. It is my first episode interviewing not one, not two, not three, but four <laughs> amazing women at once. And I'm so excited to get into it. Um, so today we have... Mother Wild, which is a collective of women from around the world who are passionate about supporting mothers to mother themselves. 
They facilitate online and in-person retreats, courses, community, and recently released their book, Mother Wild, A Book of Mother's Dreams. So, oh my gosh, welcome Karen, right? Tasha, Carmela, and Anjali. Um, Hello. Hello. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me. They are all from all over the world right now. (laughs) Thank you for having us. I have to know here and... I want to hear from everyone, whoever wants to chime in. How did you all meet? And how did this, especially this book, this joint project come to be? I think Carmela should take that one. Yeah. (laughs) I'll take that one. I was like, I know I'm always the first to go. I should prepare like an answer. And every time it's like, it goes off on a tangent. So let's see where it goes this time. We met through, I feel like Japan is always the one that like, kind of bound us together. We all met somehow in Japan. Um, I think we all had young kids then and how moms like, like sleep deprived kind of gravitate towards each other. So we met in Japan. Um, and then everyone moved on. I think one thing led to another, did a a workshop, uh, for just together a couple of moms and I had just taken a life coach course and I invited like a bazillion moms and only Tasha showed up. Mm. And I was like, Tasha, I'm sorry, but I'm going to give you a refund. It's not worth your money. And it's not, you know, like, no, like, thanks for, thanks for the support, but no, thanks. Let's just cancel this. Cause nobody's interested. And Tasha's like, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you're worth it. I'm worth it. I need this. So get going. And I was like, shit. So I was like wrangling to like ask friends, like if they could show up and they would show up for like 15 minutes with their kid, like vomiting and then they'd leave. Um, but thanks to Tasha, uh, asking for it, we, yeah, went through with it. I think it was like a five week course. And then from that, I took it online. Cause I was like, maybe moms will show up online. And it was the online mama village. And I think that's where Anjali and Karen stepped in. And then from there, I was like, what if we went a little bit, you know, more than five weeks, we went a little bit deeper. And so six mamas adding a European time zone just to make it a little bit more fun and and impossible to meet up. Uh, We had two moms from Europe uh, and we all met every week during the pandemic. We met once or twice a week, even though we were like homeschooling and like the demands were insane. But we I think we needed like a deep breath of like, are you going through this too? <laughs> and then, of course, just to add it in the mix, I was like, I think I said Tasha and I did a, a retreat together in Whitby and we sat down one night. I think it was way too late for Tasha's sleeping time. She had three under under four at that point. And her husband, I think, had it was insane. Your mom and your sister had come in. But I was like, Tasha, I have a crazy idea. What if we wrote a book? And what if we could, I was like, what's the simplest form of writing we could have, um, which is a kid's book, which is not the simplest. Um, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's few words, but you have to select very carefully, which Karen was insanely talented at. Um, but I was like, what if we did this? And I think I shared it with Anjali too. And so they're like, yeah, I was like, what if we won an, uh, like a book award just for writing five words? <laughs> and that sounded really, really nice. Um, so we just like threw the idea with a group, with a collective. And Karen's like this insane, like nonstop workhorse that just like carries on until like completion. And Karen was like, I mean, she can do, she can juggle so many parts of it. Cause she's like, she can do the creative, like rhyming and finding the right word. And, um, and we had another card, two cards, two Millers and a group of six. What are the chances? But we had it. Um, and the other card was really good at like bringing in the illustrators because um, it's nine illustrators. And yeah, I think that's how it was born. I'm sure I'm missing a bazillion facts to, to the story, but that's the story that's coming up today. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> Anyone else want to take over <laughs> from now? 
I would love to to piggyback on that too and just rewind to the beginning and 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 say yeah if, if for each meeting each of these women it really in in my life story they were like meet cutes to each of them where I remember the feeling and the vibe the feeling and the vibe are the same thing but you know what I mean I it, it was kind of just just love struck with mom crushes instantly when I met them and I think everybody can relate to that feeling when you meet somebody who you just feel some sort of recognition and there's just a spark. Like you're just like, whatever, whatever they have going on, I need that in my life. And that was definitely the case for me um, with meeting Carmela. And at the time, you know, I was, uh, had my first baby. I dealt really significantly with postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. And this is just six years ago, but even then I don't feel like there was as much conversation and the popular culture about these things, particularly anxiety. So it's all these feelings without like a real name for, for the experience. And so when she came to me with this, I'm putting on a workshop, it wasn't just, Oh, that sounds fun. Or, Oh, you know, it really, the words that she wrote felt so true to me. And it, for the first time, especially living in a foreign country where there was a language barrier and all of those things being away from family, going through this cataclysmic shift that is new motherhood, right? It just felt like, oh, I feel, I feel like somebody is putting words to my experience and not just the you know, my role as a mother, but just what's happening for me as a woman. So it was like... She she puts it modestly, but it really felt like one of those things where where I needed to be in that space with her and and um and from Carmela really all of I got a chance to meet all of these other incredible women and each one I have that same feeling and spark where I really can't remember life before them and there's no such thing as like a life without them from now on it really is that kind of feeling and. And distance, time, all of those things really are are no barriers. And I think there's something really special that everyone brings, um, not, onto, not only to the friendship and the relationship and the projects that we do, but also, I think, for what happens inside as well, right? Like, there's just something that lights up inside that's unique uh, in the presence of each of these women. So it's really been incredible. And yeah, Carmela, it really like one of the things that's taken, took me a while to really get, you know, I would hear it and I would say, okay, I can intellectually sort of process this. But over time, I, it's like unfolded how brilliant this was. You recognize the fact that like, we don't have to make things complicated in order for them to be deep and profound right? Like sometimes we can, sometimes those, oh. the, the big words and big conversations are really necessary. And we need that excavating practice to kind of help us mine and figure out what needs to come out. And also there's something really profound that can happen when we take things slow and we make them simple and we give a lot of space for ourselves to unfold, you know? And so with the, the sort of idea and inception of this children's book, it was exactly that. How can we deliver moms the space inside themselves <laughs> to really spend a little time there um, in this magical, dreamy space that, that from there, you know, life, life, things can kind of, um, yeah, become lighter and more joyful, even if just the smallest amount, because that's how we can unfold and uncoil and really kind of come back alive in a new way after we've become mothers. 
Oh my gosh. So there's so much. I just, my brain is like fireworking in so many ways, but guess what you said about simplicity. I'm in a mastermind right now. And we were actually just talking about how the most powerful things are the most simple. You think about like any quote that makes you stop and say, whoa, and like repeat it is because it's a sentence that just like punched you in the face. And so mastery is really the most simple. So I would say that, yes, a children's book would be one of the most sophisticated forms of, you know, communicating something like that deep. And that's so beautiful. And space, you said space and space is like a word that's been like glued to me lately. And I just think about, you know, as not to be cliche here, but I mean, as mothers, like with our multitasking, with everything that we do, a bajillion things in a day, what we're able to do without space. Imagine what we could all do if we just had more space. And this is what starts it, this book that you made, this magical creation. And I think it's even not even that we need a lot of space. Like, you you know, it's just those tiny little pockets and that's what we're trying to create and, you know, create together. But it's amazing now that I have a little bit more space um, and my kids are getting that much older and I'm having that time where I can really dream more. Um, yeah, and I notice it. Like, I, I, I how important space and rest and Anjali is, is a key, um, uh, you know, she always reminds us to rest and to keep things joyful and, and the pleasure and things. Um, and I think that's one thing that I've really learned that rest and space and, and that is so key. But I, I just wanted to add to um, Camilla is the glitter glue. We call her our glitter glue camel who brought us all together. Um, but we haven't actually all met. So um, Camilla has met everyone. Um, but yeah, although like these ladies, like um, Tasha said, like I could not imagine life without them. And if we go like a couple of days without connecting on WhatsApp, I'm just like, you know, like what happened? You know, like where are they? You know, I feel a bit lost. But um, yeah, yeah, we still haven't met, and that's that's one of our big dreams and, and um, to, collectively is to meet all all together. Which is crazy because we're running a course um, called the Wildman Mastermind, and the moms that are that have joined it um, for our meeting today or tomorrow, Tuesday um, in Portugal for the first time. We're like, how are they managing? And we've never managed. Like, <laughs> Wait a minute. That pandemic keeps throwing us off, right? <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to add one thing that working together with these mothers, it's been such a joy and an inspiration because each of them brings so many beautiful attributes and characteristics to the table. They're so rich in terms of how they show up. Um, and that's one thing we've always vowed to do is show up for one another. But each of them has multiple superpowers where it really just feels like we are the whole is so much greater because of it. Everyone shows up really authentically. You know, our, our community truly started here in this small group and then has rippled outwards. But I feel like, again, Carmela, you know, the mastermind with the vision, <laughs> I'm going to keep complimenting her because it makes her tremendously uncomfortable I know, and I'm not even going to let her a talk. A vision is just a vision. If you don't implement, everyone has, everybody has ideas. It's like opinions. It's like, 
everybody has them. I, it would be nowhere without you guys. It, it wouldn't have actualized itself. So I'll take the credit of gluing, but past that point, we're done. Like we can, we can move. Thank you so much. I know. Unless you're watching on uh, YouTube, you can't see every time they're complimenting her. She's like, oh. <laughs> it's really um, cute because we, we know each other's edges. Um, so while we're like very, very loving with one another, we all like to kind of be like, let's find the edge of that comfort zone now and, and kind of push that out a little bit. So it's it's really tremendously uh, rewarding and satisfying just to just to be in this group and like watch the evolution of it as well. Oh my gosh. It sounds so beautiful. I, I have to ask, I don't know that you said, Carmela, what was that original um, workshop you put out that o- only Tasha had responded to? Oh my God, Tasha, oh, help me. It was like the cheesiest just, title, but it was something like... What was it about? What it was of, about it was motherhood. Like, it was just like how to get out of motherhood overwhelm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I overwhelmed all the moms with no. the text besides Tasha. It felt so um, resonant. You know, I, re- I mean, I don't remember it word for word. And I since um, maxed out that inbox. So I can't really go back in because it's too scary. But I remember it speaking to basically <laughs> at its essence was just like, yeah, do you do you feel... I don't know if lost is the right word, but just like, like kind of wilted essentially, you know, like you're caregiving so much. Yes, of course that goes without saying you love your child or your children or whatever, you know, family constellation you have, but basically how are you taking care of you? You know, and it was a space to like get in there and talk about it. And just, you know, for me, really the first time since becoming a mom, I could imagine my life back in technicolor again, right? Because it had become so, and, and, and that's part of the process Do I, you know, now having moved through it, like any big, you know, transformation, there is a, a process or a threshold that you've got to walk through. Um, but it was that, and, and it was just like, yeah, just, just magic. And the first time too, the other thing she said, I remember this so well, I show up there and I had no idea. Like, you know, I thought everybody, whatever was, was as as invested into the workshop as I would. But the first thing she said is just to be clear, this isn't a parenting workshop. Like, I don't know how to tell you how to raise your kids. I don't even know how to raise my kids. And it felt like fucking finally, because at the time, like there's this, you know, information out there, but that starts to be overwhelming in of itself. And it's just like, you know, (laughs) the, the, the reality of being a parent doesn't always match, you know, the theories and the stories and narratives or whatever that everybody's presenting to you. And that just felt like I could take a breath, like, okay, (laughs) We can just get to the heart of what I need to do. And she also brought brought out in that first workshop too, essentially for me, which has been a mantra that I have held on to through my own, you know, six years now of parenting and just my life in general, which is basically like, I'm the only person who can give my children like a mother who's whole and who loves her life. And being, you know, a kid who is quite parentified and, and who had a mother who mental health was really a struggle that just resonated so deeply. You know, I could do everything I thought was right for my kid and, you know, follow to the book or whatever parenting philosophy that I thought was just, you know, the right way. And at the end of the day, that's, 
that's their childhood. I, I don't get to write this story of it. They get to experience it in me however they see fit. But what I can do is get really, yeah, clear on what I need in order to thrive. And, you know, we talk about this all the time as a group. And hopefully then that kind of gives them a blueprint or permission or a pathway, whatever you want to call it, so that they can kind of do that in their own life as well. Um, can I backtrack a second? Because I actually found the email that Tasha wrote back to me, that first email, because I got coached once and I was having issues with like, I'm leaving my kids um, to their own devices every time I coach. And is it like all my, my, my mom's stuff was following me. Cause she's like, Oh, you're not paying attention to your kids the way I did because I was a martyr mom. And I was like, Oh, so I had a coach walk me through and she was just like, well, give me an example of one mom that, you know, you, how has your work touched her? And it was Tasha. And so I, I had like Tasha's email, that first email pasted back and Tasha just wrote back. She's like, good morning. I'm happy to report that I'm heading out the door. Son bébé, real progress, Carmel. Like, whoa. <laughs> um, and thank you for full. And this is when I had offered her a free um, refund. So a bunch of moms showed up at the workshop, but I could tell when I was giving the workshop, only Tasha was nodding at the moments where I was like dropping the truth bombs. She knew like Aww. she, I could, t there's, you can tell when you're leading a workshop, there's a couple light bulbs that go on and you can tell in the face like immediately you're like you know what I'm talking about uh, not that everyone I mean I know when I'm having a baby and you're completely in like oh my baby needs this and you can't really hear what other people are saying like that happens too but I could tell and I've seen it in in car and I've seen it in Anjali there's just that like ah <laughs> yes um okay so now I remember and then she's like I love integrity thanks um but I'm happy to make that investment investment for the following reasons and then she says all these things but um I will say that in, um, I think it's a leadership course as a friend of mine who took one at like the fancy universities MBA. He was like, he showed me this video and it's this crazy guy dancing at a festival. And he's like, that's not the leader. Cause any, there's, there's so many loopy, crazy people who are just in the moment. He's like, the true leader is the second one to start dancing. And Tasha is the true leader. She validates whatever craziness I'm like shall we do this crazy and Tasha's like yes no <laughs> um, but she's a massive she, her limit her her boundaries of acceptance for crazy crazy dancing is 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 relatively high um as sometimes there's this function in it I'll be completely honest but Tasha's like like let's harness this um so she is actually the true leader and thanks to this email I'm still doing what we're doing and we're we're here other, without that answer, if she had said, thanks for the refund, bye, I'm slammed, we wouldn't be here today. Oh, my gosh. I mean, come on. I can't. So I was going to ask, I, I'm going to flip flop it now. I wanted to talk, dive more into the book and like talk more about specifically about what the book is about and your messaging and then community. But now I want to talk about community first because this community had to be what it was before this book even came to life. And I... I mean, I'm not surprised at all that you guys could be like basically sisters and not have met because I, and see, I am like self-proclaimed, like recovering, um, not recovering introvert through and through introvert, but like lone wolf pride myself. Like, I don't need anyone, just my basement and my books. Like, <laughs> and I, you know, I thought, okay, I stopped making friends at 12 and then that's it. But in the last year, since I started involving myself in like programs and like, you just like get magnetized towards people that like have like similar souls as you. And some of the closest people to me right now, I've never met myself. And it's just, 
it's so powerful. And it's like, you know, a little sad because like that would be beautiful and like crazy to meet in person too. But also it doesn't even feel like something's missing at all. Um, so can you just talk a little bit about um, how like that process of like coming together and like the strengthening of your own mini, mini community, um, which then it, of course in turn led to this beautiful book and then, you know, a greater community at large. Oh no, I, you know, I, yeah, I think it all came down and it was said earlier about showing up. Like, I mean, we have always shown up for each other and, you know, amidst the shit show that is life and even coming to this call, we all had craziness happening. Um, but we are so committed to each other and, and that from that commitment, everything has flowed. And we always talk about like us within a group as we fly in a flock formation. You know, there's the bird at the front and then, you know, we kind of take our places and, and that varies. Like one of us is sometimes in the front, one of us is flying in the back and then, you know, we switch all around and, and that's, I think that works. Um, and then kind of to refer to something, you know, when we kind of came together, we, we created core principles for each other um, that we all kind of abide by. And, and one of them, is back to a point that we talked about previously, is keep shit simple. <laughs> so um, that's another thing. But it's also showing up and it's um, also supporting each other and not just within the community when we come together, but um, everything else that we do and other parts of our lives as well. Um, yeah. I'll let somebody else dive in and expand here. I also think that part of it, like you were saying, Bianca, about being drawn to certain people, we feel like for us, in if you look at the spectrum or the rainbow of mothers there are out there, there's going to be a, a slice there that are drawn to us and what we do and our brand of how we show up in the world. And we've been trying to narrow it down. And one of the things that keeps coming up is, you know, when you have really young kids, you're pretty deep into really just taking care of their needs. And sometimes it feels like you're just surviving. Um, once your kids get, you know, a little bit older, there's this kind of point. It's a turning point where you start feeling like you can almost exhale a little bit. You're like, I'm starting to get the hang of this. And then there's this point where it starts feeling like, you know, I want to come back to myself. Like I want to re-meet me as I am as a mother now. You know, it's not going back to who you were before you had children. It's you with the richness of experience and and kind of meeting like-minded mothers who are kind of traveling this path. And sure, everyone's view looks a little bit different, but there are so many common points. And so for us with the community, it really feels like there's this exchange of ideas and it's, it's really a neat place to be because it's grown very organically. We haven't, you know, um, pushed too hard, but just rather decided to just keep showing up as who we are doing what we love to do, finding people that light us up, finding people that inspire us. And then it kind of ripples outwards, which I think is just really, really cool. So, so beautiful. And it's like, it's so funny how, you know, you say, um, you haven't really pushed and let you've kind of like aired on the side of organic and all this, but how powerful just being honest can be, how much of a, like, 
bees to honey situation. Like you, I mean, I totally know that feeling. Like you couldn't even not see like Tasha light up when you're talking Carmela about, I could tell she got it. And it's like, you almost start like when someone is just saying something honest, that's not quote unquote flattering, but just honest, you start salivating. You're like, yes, me too. <laughs> that's obviously why I do this podcast. <laughs> but it's just, there's so much power in that. And you know, it's so funny because oftentimes I would never want, uh, I think about how, even though I, I, would love everyone to feel empowered. I understand that it's a very, people have different privacy, you know, cravings and this and that. Um, but when someone pushes past that, when they feel equipped to, when they feel safe to, what is on the other side of that is like so life-giving, not only for the person, but like for everyone that's hearing it. And then that gives a little bit of oomph to someone else and like this chain reaction. I mean, the evidence of a chain reaction is like right here. Um, yeah. Oh, oh please just, go ahead. Carp. No, no, go ahead. Talk about the community. Well, just, oh, sorry, Tasha. Oh, just quickly, briefly, just to piggyback on what Bianca said, but so there's something about like, um, and I had offered it to like the life coaching community. I was just like, why are we all like working on our website and all like marketing our own things? And like, everyone's like, you know, working on their like shot. And like, it, it just felt like everyone was in like working in silos. Is that how the saying goes? I think so. Um, and it, and it, there's just, and it, that's why like, to me, like the, especially for mothers, like there's no, no mom is supposed to be a lone wolf ever. And I'm wondering Bianca, if it changed after you had kids to be like, Oh my God, moms are life saviors when they, they get it. They, you know, they help with meals and they, the kids just find each other. And it's just so much easier on everyone when we're in a communal setting. Um, but yeah, that, I think that was what I was going to say with that. Tasha, I can't remember the rest of my train of thought, but just that like, it makes it easier on it. Oh yes. That it's easier when we're, when we, when we just, come together and just see what happens rather than like powering through by ourselves. I'm currently hiding from my kids because the Netflix babysitter's not doing their job. And I just looked down for those on YouTube and just realized I have my kids dinner all over my shirt. So here we are. But oh my gosh, I, I love this conversation so much because, you know, so much is, is resonant. And I feel like it, it's helpful to break that down. Like you said, Bianca, um, because for you, there was like this real transition where it's like, yes, we can value our, our independence. And that is incredible. And, and having, you know, the, the qualities that you have and bring to life are, are, are bring to the way that you live and bring to a group are incredibly valuable. And I think in a group setting, there's not one best way to be in community. I think exactly what you talked about was is meeting those people that light something up. And I don't think it's necessarily even about who they are or what they're doing. Sure. That's the surface stuff and that can attract us. But I think what happens when it's really authentic is something truly like goes off inside of you. Like truth just starts ringing. Right. And then there's a real power and people who are kind of in that and aligning to that or, you know, and, and everybody looks different. Because the capacity then to really like witness each other starts to really expand and hold a space for like, like our, I guess you want to call our, our, our nature, our true nature, who we are to really like start to be able to be expressed. And I think we can do a measure of that by ourselves. 
but there's something really impactful when it happens in community. And for all those reasons, it does start to sort of ignite something and we call it like the fire, you know, like a fire you, um, it doesn't take anything for you to light somebody else's, right? It doesn't make your fire burn any less bright to do that. And, um, and in fact, everything becomes more illuminated, (laughs) the more fires that we can light in each other. And it's not something you really have to do. It's just you showing up and being, and to the point of showing up for us too, we say that, you know, between each other where this started and in the community that has grown out of, out of what was ignited with us is, yeah, that's, that's the thing you have to do is show up, but showing up looks a lot of different ways for a lot of different people, given the day, given the circumstances, my kids are going apeshit back there. I'm probably going to be on mute here in a little bit. And that's okay too. You know, sometimes something inside of us wants to come out and be expressed and that's really valuable. Sometimes it's just sitting back there on mute, taking it all in and witnessing. That's really valuable too. And in the way that we work and we live in, this has just been like reverberated in every aspect of my life is you just kind of look at like, what is the skill set that you know, somebody else has that, that isn't as strong in me, or I don't have the passion for or the drive. And how can we create mutually beneficial relationships for each other? And it doesn't mean necessarily in a transactional way. It can, you know, like you make me dinner. Yes. I'll watch your kid. That's fine. Well, thank you. But it, but it's just sort of a way of thinking because it helps me expend my (laughs) limited energy in the best way that I can too. And then it also does the same for the other. And then it gives the magic ingredient, which we first started talking about, which is space. And that little bit of space is like, you know, we could get so much scarcity around. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. But the second you make the time, then you, you, it's, it really does start to grow from there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This, this, I mean, I feel like I'm getting energy from this conversation right now. I'm like, like vibrating almost. And what you said, Tasha, like everything that you were saying the whole time, I'm thinking of the book, like that is you applied the essence of like what was created in your, you know, within you guys in the book. So, I mean, I think that's a beautiful segue to talk about really for those don't know that don't know about it, what the book is about and, you know, the heart of it. Yeah. I, I think with the book, um, you know, like all this, where, where to start with it. Um, I was just thinking as you were saying that, and, you know, Tasha was saying about showing up how it looks differently for every person. And it kind of reminded me of the book, you know, we all dream differently and we didn't want these dreams to be these, you know, kind of lofty, unachievable you know, dreams, we wanted them, you know, to meet the mother where they're at, whether it be just hopping in a bath or or going to the bathroom alone. <laughs> but, you know, like, and I think we can dream big and we can dream small, but it's all about those feelings and it's about opening up the space, you know, and the opportunity to dream. And um, what, 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 what I like about it too is it, and I, I don't like the expression, kill two birds with one stone, but it's kind of like you get to read your child a book, which, you know, we, we normally do at the end of the day. And, and you also get to, you know, to start awakening um, your own dreams. Um, so I will pass the baton to another lady to talk more. Yeah, I think we had said at first, like, knocking the kids to sleep while awakening us ourselves 
it, it, it was written down way prettier at the end. I think in the end we said when a mother reconnects with her spirit, everyone benefits. Um, but yeah, the creative process behind this has been really, really, really fascinating. Um, and there's, there's something about, yeah, just working as a group. I mean, we've met a mom, um, who just, she's onto her second book, but she has four under four and we're just like, Oh my God, how did she do this by herself? It's insane. Um, whereas here, everyone just chipped in a little bit and, um, we all shared like all our dreams. So these, all these dreams are not, there's no uh, geographical location. It's not like, um, although you can probably think, you know, the blaring, um, sun is, is in, is in, yeah. Dancing wildly underneath the sun is, is definitely in Africa. And we're hoping to plan a trip to Namibia in May next year. Um, and then, um, with Catherine Etzel, who she's this woman who leads these matriarch trips. Um, she did a Ted talk. She's incredible, but you know, like surfing under the moonlight that could be anywhere. Um, tropical, uh, there's, and we sat down, I think with Anjali at some point and we had like a mass, like a, between amongst all of us, we had like 150 dreams. Um, and we just stripped the, the geographical locations. And then it turns out that they, there were, we, if we really were to like put them in categories and, against the power of like working with someone else in the creative process rather than doing it by yourself. It just helps so much to bounce ideas. And I feel like we weren't taught that in, in, you know, in the traditional educational system, it's like buckle down, don't show your neighbor, your, your grades or your answers. Um, whereas here it's just revolutionary to be like, what do you think about this? Oh, we're coming to the same conclusion. All right, let's write this down. And, and it was, and I think Anjali and I did this in like under 20 minutes, but all of the dreams kind of were overlapping and what moms really were craving were very similar. And so we, this is how I think we have 18, 18 dreams now. Um, and we had the illustrators draw about two each. Um, and I just, yeah. I want to jump in for part of the creative process. So Tasha has an incredible radar for like finding the coolest moms anywhere in the world. Like if you're out there, Tasha will find you. And she has such a talent with that. And thank goodness for Instagram, because Tasha would be like, Hey, have you seen this mom? Look at her artwork. It's amazing. And we'd be like, we want her in our book. And then, you know, there was like traditional children's books are drawn by one illustrator. And I think it was Carmela who was like, hey, ladies, outside the box, why don't we have multiple illustrators? And it was like, you know, your brain explodes a little. And you, of course, we have multiple dreams. Let's have multiple illustrators. And so that part itself was like really, really joyful to let the illustrators pick their, you know, the dreams that resonated most with themselves, because then what they produced was just so beautiful. Um, and really for us, it was like this really fun work of then trying to organize these images with our stories and try and make it, um, into a rhythm that feels good for the book. But really like there was so, so much talent involved in the making of this book and the illustrators just really, really helped it come alive. And I will say thanks to Anjali's attention to detail. It is as beautiful as it is now. Um, as much as the creative process just flowed, the publishing part is, and I think a lot of authors <laughs> have that issue, but it's just like, that was a longer process. I think um, Anna, one of the six original founders, she had two babies in the meantime. Like it took a long process to birth that one. <laughs> so um, that one was uh, thanks to, to Anjali's eye. Um, it is flawless. 
we think <laughs> maybe not <laughs> we'll know once a bunch of copies have been printed exactly <laughs> oh my gosh where where's the book gonna be where where can sure. people find it sure. the best place to find it is on our website That's which is uh, motherwild.com and Tasha there do you, you want to do this hardcover <laughs> copy or the soft cover copy and we um do have a few stockists around the world small um bookshops we really were interested in searching out um, bookstores that are also run or affiliated with mothers this is really um, as it's grown you know with the six original founders who are all mothers and then bringing on the illustrators who are all mothers and the publisher was a mother like it's really just kind of become the seed that's been all about moms <laughs> and in yeah all, all 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 of our varied beautiful unique forms and just kind of grown out from there but yes we do our our best place to find it is on our website which again is motherwild.com and also there we have information about upcoming retreats we'll be having and uh, we're about to launch a um year long it's what community what maybe somebody can help me find the words there it's not a course who can who can jump in and <laughs> speak about that <laughs> it's an offering <laughs> i love it an offering we uh, yeah we've revamped we offer thanks to karen we well we did virtual retreats that would be like three four days that were really intense and then we um thanks to karen's vision she's like can we break it down and making it a bit more digestible for mom so it was called a mother the mother monthly um and every month we would introduce a different topic and we would have movement and discussions and um and uh do you want to say a little bit more karen Cause it's been revamped and we've actually had someone who's like a pro marketing person. And she's like talking all these, like, you know, the real terms that people use like funneling and all that lead. And she's like, you guys did that all instinctively without knowing that what you were doing was like, we're like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Karen, do you want to give a little bit more info about mother to mother monthly? Well, I think that the fun thing is that, you know, we've done this for a year and we wanted to continue on with that. Um, even though things are opening up, like we've got so much from connecting virtually and we've got mamas all around the world. Um, but yeah, we're growing. So a lot of the mamas, there's a lot of new mums who are coming on board. Um, and we have May is just our free offering. So the whole month is for free. Um, and then from June, we'll start and we kind of dive into different topics. And I think we start with vitality is our first one. Um, pleasure is in there. Um, yeah, but we're going to follow the seasons through. But yeah, please join us. It's yeah. It's such a beautiful community, and like Kamala said, it's really grown organically, and we always wanted it to be that way. And, um, yeah, we've had a lot of fun. Round two will be even more fun. Oh, so beautiful, and we'll for sure have the um, the links in the show notes. I just wanted to also just take a moment to say, with focusing on the dreams, like the whimsy of of dreams is so – it was so perfect. I mean, the whole thing is perfect because of – the way it all came together. Um, but I think that in, especially, especially in, uh, an earlier motherhood too, because that's where it, it starts, we can rationalize and, you know, our dreams away and we can like put them under the carpet because it doesn't seem like as logically sound or as important as everything else going on. But think about, I mean, 
this meeting right now is just evidence of like how important it is. Like you guys were able to start this bond with each other, created this beautiful thing. And now you have a community that's helping and giving life to so many other mothers. Um, yeah, I mean, was making a book and anyone's dream here in particular, or was it just something that was birthed out of the <laughs> collaboration? You know, it's really funny, and this is a, a complete random side note, and I only realized this halfway in, but many, many years ago before I was married and children were on the radar, I met like a psychic and he was like, you were going to write a children's book. And I was like, really? <laughs> and, and then like halfway through, I was like, oh, well, maybe there was something to that. Um, but yeah, I was just, what what you were just saying as well. And Tasha touched on this as well. But I think, you know, um, for our children, we, you know, like, we really, you know, like what we model is what is going to happen. I think we all want our children to follow their dreams and we all want them to embrace them. But if we're not doing that themselves, ourselves, then how can we expect them to? And I think that's always a good way, you know, reminder for me is like, if I want my children to go out there and do what they want to do and live life fully, then I have to do that. Otherwise, you know, like they're not, I need to lead by example. Um, The oxygen mask. Yeah. And I I do think there is some kind of divine intervention that's completely out of our our control. Um, I don't know if you read Big Magic by Liz Gilbert, but she's like, ideas are floating around and they're looking for an able body. I think it was looking for like moms who are not, you know, who are, crazy enough to take it on and we were like okay we'll do it <laughs> but at some point like it felt like holy shit like we're, we're puppets <laughs> like being driven to do this because like it would just like the next step would happen the next step would happen and I remember Tasha being like is this what it feels like to be in a band like you know when it's like first starting and you're just like oh my god the instruments are making sense and it all sounds good and like um it really did feel like something beyond us was like taking control of us because we we're like okay let's go let's do this <laughs> hypnosis. Can, we, we definitely oh, felt, sorry go fell ahead, under hypnosis and there were no drugs involved yet <laughs> totally agree and i think it was so like when we did the kickstarter campaign that's when we realized like oh other people feel this too you know like yeah. the, the response that we got to yeah. kickstarter um, mm. that was really, um, mm. I can't even think of the word. You know it also made me think a bit of your story too. Like, look at you starting this podcast, these incredible conversations, this community that you're building. It's the same thing. And you very easily could have taken a safer route. Could have been, okay, you know, I've got small kids. I'm moving to a new city. Any number of reasons why. And sometimes, you know, if you're not ready and the overwhelm's yeah. overtaking, I, I think that that's okay too. It's okay to recognize that when we're ready, when we're almost ready, I would say, because then I think you get to that point and you just sort of need the nudge. Like it's never going to be perfect. There's never going to be enough time. There's never going to be enough X, Y, and Z. And yet there's something inside me that can't let this little seed go. And so then I know now's the time, right? And if you hadn't yourself, you know, or Carmela had or any of these women here on this, you know, podcast mm-hmm. hadn't, we wouldn't be having this incredible oh. conversation. And the other thing that came up for me is you know, on a personal note, maybe a book wasn't ever on my radar personally, but if I look back at the heart of what was, and it was, it's palpable was not only community, 
but was a version of motherhood because we work together. But like I said, it, it's transcended that where it's really like, you know, in all aspects of my life now, I really think about how can I weave others in it in a way that's generative for everyone. And that and particularly working with mothers actually was my dream. I started something years ago called the Mama Cooperative. Only me. I had no cooperative. I had no real idea of what that would look like. But if I went back to the heart of it, because sometimes something finds you before you cut and you just kind of color it in as you go, like <laughs> sort of trust that that's a direction. I don't know what this means. Probably similarly with your podcast. I don't exactly know the vision or what it is, but there's something out there. But I look back and I'm like, holy shit, what we're doing right now is exactly that seed or that whisper yeah. that had started in my head years ago. And thank goodness, you know, meeting this incredible constellation of women, it, it's taken on forms I could have never imagined. That part and the idea of like community and women truly feeling awakened <laughs> Because when we give birth, I mean, it really is true that saying of like the birth of a child is also the birth of a mother. And we talk a lot about in our group about yeah. uncoiled potential and how throughout history, even just women in general, because they were so belabored with other stuff, they, so few of them were able to really follow passions and dreams and allow that potential to be uncoiled. And we see this, you know, it, it, part of the motherhood story as well. And what we're seeing in our community, not just with ourselves, but even in the smallest ways, potential, like people are realizing, God, I like to write, or I like to take pictures or I, whatever bit of expression it is. And I think we're all creative and that takes on a lot of forms, but we're watching that happen. That gives me chills. And that, that part I did dream of, and it's all sort of orchestrated through this book. So massive. It uh, and the irony of it all isn't lost on me of how we can think, it, tell ourselves stories about who we are or what we can and cannot do until one day it's not so. And that's, I think, a crucial part of you know how dreams can awaken us. What we're talking about is just and being respectful of yourself and like honoring and giving yourself grace for when you just don't have it, you don't want the hustle, you don't want the push, but the, what you were saying, Tasha, about being that being okay too. But also I think the most important part here, which is so beautifully what the book does, because it's like a whisper of it. It's just the recognition and not pushing yourself <laughs> in the corner. I have goosebumps. That's all it is. Like you don't have to like go balls to the wall. No balls. You don't have to get those. <laughs> Boobs to the wall. You don't have to like run yourself into the ground and like do the nap time nap time hustle if you don't want to yet. But like, it's just to give yourself like the reverence that you deserve and like those thoughts that come into your head or like that come into your head often that you want to remember. Write them down. If all you can do is just write it down on a piece of paper. Give it that moment that it deserves. A lot of the ideas are written on crayon on unpaid bills um, is exactly that. But it's the feeling that it, it generates inside. And we keep saying it doesn't matter if you actually go out and do these things or not. Like that is not the intention at all. Um, we do we do a lot of vision boarding with um, for life coaching. And it's just that act of envisioning something and just the feeling you get from seeing something that you enjoy. Because the reality of it 
it's ghost tits up. Let's face it. Like you finally get on that beach and there are mosquitoes or like, um, for example, yeah. I've been just throughout the pandemic, I've been saving this like one hotel room and it's like, a, um, it's in, it's actually not far in Thailand. And I was like, Oh my God, we're here. I can go. And like, I was like dreaming about going there and I, I like called up and they're like, yes, it's available. And it was really affordable compared to what, like I had imagined it would be. And then I told my husband and I was like, I'm going to go. And he looks it up. And like within 30 seconds, he's like, Oh, that Island is called the death Island. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, all these tourists have been murdered there. Um, in like since 2012, like, and I was like, there goes my dream just goes, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be weird if there's that legacy. And if that's it's eerie, I'm going to be scared at night to lock the door. And then I was like, he just plunged my dream in like two seconds. And then and then but the the feeling it's given me for three years, nobody can take that away. No one can plunge. No one can poke a hole in that one. And it's just the feeling that an idea, a dream, anything that's a possibility, the actualizing it is is hell on wheels and it never goes the way you really would like it to go. So keep it, keep imagining, keep in the dreaming, <laughs> keep the dreaming. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that makes it, if anyone could see me at like 2 AM on a Tuesday ne- or Wednesday morning. Yeah. Like if you don't like, have those this moments episode of is coming out like, what did I get myself into and why? Like, are you even doing it? It's not like, glamorous it's just- guys. It's not glamorous. <laughs> exactly i have to say though just because it feels very relevant it's so ironic because what it you what it seems that you offer is so beautiful and so it's so wrapped in motherhood but also so much to do with like your identity and like separating the identity not that it can really be separate but like just paying tribute to the you-ness like doesn't all have to be all encompassing in that way and I had a, a really hard time um just saying that you know coming up with like an ideal quote-unquote client I've always been like I don't know I don't do demographic I'll do psychographic I know how my people feel but the, everyone keep asking me, is it for mothers or not? I'm like, well, of course it's for mothers, but not just for mothers. It's of course. And I'm finally, I'm like, I, why am I having such a hard time? And it's because I have felt claustrophobic in my motherhood. That's what it is. Like I, what I thought my whole life, it would feel like to be a mom is not what I felt like. I had terrible postpartum. I had, you know, all this stuff and I just didn't want to say to myself, okay, well not. And then when I sneak away into my basement, I'm also talking about motherhood. It's not, it's not about that. It doesn't have to be about that. But me being able to put my finger on that, it was like such an itch scratch. Like, oh yes, that's all it is. Of course this is for mothers. (laughs) I just wanted to have my independence and not be consumed by my own motherhood. (laughs) I'd love to talk about other people's motherhood. I am so grateful that you guys joined me today. I can't even tell you. Is there anything else on top, like on any of your hearts that you want to just say or talk about in any way? I want to say one thing. (laughs) Yeah. So we sometimes put out offerings and we'll have like 80s themed dance parties, just like on Zoom. And 
it is like the most fun I've had during the pandemic is to be with these ladies, have dance parties. Carmela leads these like super delicious yin sessions afterwards where we stretch into like banana shapes. And it's just such for me when we talk to mothers about what it is they want most, it always comes back to two things. <laughs> they want time and space. And when we have our little gatherings, our little get togethers, our virtual retreats, the mini retreats, the mother, the mother monthly, like all those things go into the calendar as being like, this is my space for connection. Um, when we have writing group, it's like, this is the space for creativity to unfold. And it's like, even if someone can only jump on for half an hour, 45 minutes, it's still so much magic happens in that little bit of time. And to me, the definition of motherhood was so much in relation to having my child. And now my definition and experience of motherhood has been expanded through all this connection that has been created and is being created. And there's like friendships that blossom up and we're watching it happen in front of our eyes. And it's just, I don't know, it's, it's life-giving. So I'm really, really happy and really grateful to be in this position with these incredible women. So unique, so special. Um, And Tasha, I just want to let you know, I, I had said if anyone else had anything to say or any, anything that was on top. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I wanted to, I think what I would share when you were speaking it really about, you know, identity and motherhood. And I mean, I can kind of read between the lines or at least bring my own experience into it, the push and pull of all of it. And that claustrophobic feeling that you mentioned, I think what's really come out of this experience of, of meeting everybody, our project and, and working in just whatever happens from here, these incredible conversations that we're getting to have is just how valuable integration has really become. Where I feel like just culturally too, you know, because we live in such a hustle culture that has so many constructs and binaries and, you know, ways of doing things and motherhood is its own thing on top of that. You bring in, you know, your family culture, your family history, all, all of the things. And it felt very much like it needed to compartmentalize. In this space, I'm a mother. In this space, I'm something else. And it, like I really needed these firm walls and boundaries in order to be able to carve out even the littlest slice of, of just Tasha as a person. And in being in a generative space and really getting to explore, you know, sometimes in doing the hard, more painful work, but a lot of times just in the re- returning to that sense of joy and delight that felt elusive sometimes because, you know, parenthood can be heavy for a number of reasons, was just how good it feels to be fully integrated again as a human being. So motherhood isn't separate from any aspect of my life and all the other aspects of my life are not separate from me as a mother too. And that's, that's the big takeaway for me and, and having that sense, you know, even though it's hard and messy as fuck, (laughs) It's also a feeling of wholeness. And I wish that above anything else for every, you know, every parent, every mother. That's so gorgeous. Oh my goodness. So well said. And there's something about seeing another mom 
giving you permission to do the same. Um, I remember whining at some point, and Anjali, I hope you're okay with me sharing this, um, about something in my private life, but I was really like grumpy old lady about it. And then Anjali, like, and I'm used to like being around coaches who are like, well, let's break it down. Like, what are the limiting beliefs behind it? And Anjali just comes out of like a glamorous hairdresser and she just goes, I had three orgasms last night. And I was just like, ah! like how in a, I was like upset. Like I was angry at the fact that she had so much joy while I was going through so much hell and she, there was like, and it just like jolted me out of my mood. And I was like, why am I not having three orgasms? Like I'm three orgasms. And it just took one mom to be like, that's, that's, that's the courses I'm having. What are you, why are you whining about whatever course you've got? And it just like, it's just like redesigning like your mind shift and just like, and we talk about like reprogram, reprogramming and redesigning motherhood. And it just takes like your collective, your generation are that doing something else that you're like, wait a minute, I can, I can do that too. I, I, or at least, at least it's a choice. I, I can choose to, there's definitely that like know thyself and, um, and it's hard work to, to like reach it and like, what is it that I'm about and who am I and what interests me when, when Netflix is oh so close and watching the kids movies for the millionth <laughs> millionth time is just so much easier to, um, to choose brain numbing activities at the end of the day, which are needed too, but it just takes a little bit of effort. Um, to just peel one layer and what is it that, that really matters um, and giving ourselves permission and giving each other permission in the process. Love it. Anjali, did you have anything to say? Is <laughs> all she unmuted. I'm just going to say that I'm happy that Carmela got to take something fun away from my comment. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I also like that you know, there are so many different approaches of how we can handle things. And sometimes it just takes someone else to kind of come in and just say, what about this? And, um, I think one of the other things I really like in this group is there is a lot of introspection that happens. And I feel like most people are on autopilot a lot of the time. So by creating that space in ourselves, it kind of shifts you know, they say like, if you're taking a turn and you change the degree and the angle, like you'll end up in a totally different direction. Mm -hmm. Um, so going back to your, um, uh, message about simplicity in your mastermind that you're in right now, it's like, sometimes it seems like the simplest little thing. And all of a sudden you're on a completely different path because of what you're doing. And I feel like that's a lot of what happens in, our offerings is just this slight move of the needle. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, my central nervous system needs regulation on the daily. Let's do this. Right? Like whatever it is, but it's like, until you taste it, you don't know that like, that's what I need in my life right now. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that's really, a really neat benefit to doing, uh, what we do. You can always yes. course correct. And, 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 yeah, I don't know if it's the right moment in the in the at the top of the hour, but just especially with raising kids, like I've just recently like had a bad experience at a at a at a hospital in Portugal, and then went to one yesterday. And I was like, oh my god, this is so much better! And so I wrote a great review because they were fast, they were efficient, um, and then I'm just like, for kids, like if we give them too much too easily, like do they not? 
take it, you know, do they take things for granted? Like, had I been given a really good hospital experience from the start, would I be able to notice the difference? And it's just like that course correct. You need to go a wrong direction to then be like, ah, this is the right path. Um, and, and, mm. and in parenting too, like, how do we let them appreciate what they get if without anyways, this is a, this is a parenting thing that we shouldn't get into. Cause we're not, we're, we're not parents. We're, we're clearly not. We don't know anything about parenting. We'll talk about mothers. Let's go back to mothers. <laughs> no, the, no, the contrast, what you're talking, speaking of crucial, so crucial. The contrast. I mean, in fact, I, I say in terms of motherhood, like the one word, if I had to choose one word, it would be dichotomy. Like, it's just like the most, this and that, the most extremes in splits in not even a split second in the same second, like it insane, but yes, to be able to like appreciate and like experience the highs and lows is part of it. It's, it's so part of it. And yes, I'm with you on that for sure. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I am so honored that you guys shared your beautiful story, um, on the show and for everyone listening, all of the links to find more about this magical crew will be in the show notes and, um, go and get your copy of mother wild, please, please, please. Thank you guys. Thank so you much. for Thank having you. us quadruplets on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This has been an absolute blast. I've yeah. just loved this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank what you're doing. So is- oh, Bianca, can we turn it on you for our, our closing minute? We love meeting okay. other mothers and asking them, what's your dream? Do you have a dream off the top of your head? What's my dream? Why did I get so emotional? I just all of a sudden wanted to cry. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That means it's the good stuff. That's it. That's what it. Is my dream. Right there. Uh, um, I just, uh, just deeper and deeper into what I'm already doing, which is so, makes me so happy. Just like the educational side of um, I've found this spark of like complete uh, electric joy in talking about the connection of like our photographic practices and like wholeness and mindfulness and like the merging of the two and how so many answers uh, that we have questions for of ourselves can be found by like witnessing our own photo scrolls on our phones. And I, you know, although I, you know, love photographing families um this really seems to be what i'm wild about so just reaching as many people as possible and letting them know that they don't have to rely on um professional photographers to take the most important pictures of their lives because we all take our own most important pictures of our lives and okay you're gonna make me cry that's incredible (laughs) it's amazing to see you light up too like that's really powerful Well, thank you for turning it on me, Tasha. (laughs) (laughs) Really, she's right. That's the spark that keeps us all going, though, is seeing you light up and hearing you talk about your dreams. Just it does it for us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't love watching someone else get excited? I mean, it's just contagious. It's so contagious. Oh, my gosh. See, a live example of how true their work is. <laughs> 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 here. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, guys.
If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you are not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) And two, I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. Take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast.